coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios in Binghamton, New York. This is Horizon 607. We are the podcast that talks all things horror and brings you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Spooky Mike C. Back at it. We can't wait. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about this week. It's going to be great. We got a, we got fun people in the studio. The professor's not here, so we're very excited about that. He's, he's missing another show. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a great time all around here. We're very excited. But I can't get started with the show without introducing... Everybody that's in the studio first, and of course, sitting right next to me, right to my right, this gentleman is the man that gets higher ratings than any wrestling program on the face of the earth. He's my good friend, Rich. I mean, depending upon which uh, show it is, that's not saying much. That's exactly right. You guessed it. Yeah. But you still get the highest ratings of anybody. I appreciate it, though. Yeah, I appreciate it, too. Uh, and also sitting in with the studio with this week, he's back. We're very excited about it. And he's also been away for a couple of weeks because he is currently writing the script for the biggest sequel of any movie that's ever been made. That's right. He is the maestro. And we're going to talk about that movie script that you're writing. Oh, I can't wait. I, you know, I, I didn't know if we were going to you know, let everybody know this yet, but you know, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to uh, a finding out what the script is and b, you know, having a, an extensive commentary on it. Yeah, so. it's, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's being written right now. We can't <laughs> talk about it much, but it's a it's a mashup. We discussed this uh, in our chat earlier in the week. It's a mashup, of course, of uh, the two greatest movies ever made: Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight, Jason Takes Manhattan, and of course, Halloween Resurrection. Oh yeah, it's That's it's a, gonna be great. Yeah, it's yeah. Called, Friday the Thirteenth Resurrection. Michael Takes Manhattan. <laughs> It's called the Eights. Yeah, crazy Eights. Crazy Eights. I can't wait to see this thing. I, I, I you're gonna have to wait. <laughs> it's gonna take a while. It's isn't gonna it? take a while to really crack. Now that you're script. writing it, but of course you have a very good director in mind for this movie. I do. Yeah, Rick Rosenthal. Rick Rosenthal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> of course, yeah. director of Halloween's two and Resurrection. So we know two very important facts will come of this movie. One, there will be a hospital throughout most of the movie. Yes. And two. Somebody is going to be set on fire. <laughs> These are two facts. If you're going to have Rick Rosenthal direct you know, it, the movie, it, you know some some directors have like their 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 calling cards, their hallmarks. There, you know, and that's his. That, that's his. He's, that's his. It's going to be a hospital, and somebody is definitely getting lit on fire. Yeah, this is exciting news. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> you could add a giant spider, though. Oh, oh, don't worry. To be fair. That's that's. I didn't want to ruin the ending, but that's basically what's going to happen. No, oh, they're, they're, yeah. they're both going to try to have to try to take down a giant spider in Manhattan. <laughs> you mean Vancouver? So it uh, yeah, I'm sorry, a, Vancouver. It, it becomes a tag team match at that point. Yeah, basically, that's right. That'd be amazing. I want to see this movie. Yeah. Who else is going to be in it? Who else is going to be in it? Can you give us any details? Well, I'm sure Lance Henriksen won't say no. <laughs> Um, All you got to do is throw also, that guy about five bucks and a meal, and he's in. Also, I'm sure Steven Dorff's there as well. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yes, as long as we can let him smoke like an adult. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. I, I'm excited to see this. This is going to be a masterpiece of all masterpieces. This is going to be the Mona Lisa of horror movies. This is yes. true. Yes, it's all in that secret smile. Yeah. Well, Rich, uh, you're the only one in the room that's actually seen the new Candyman movie, but um, what'd you think? I thought we were going to talk about that during the news. But we're going to go into the news with that. Oh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. If you want to hear the full uh, on review of it, we did it this week on the Three Founders podcast. Uh, so check out the full review because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Uh, but yeah, great. I gave it an eight and a half out of ten. Wow. I'm going to get there. 
I'm going to get there. I, I think I'm going to go to a movie that's like during the daytime when there's not going to be anybody in the theater. There was so nobody there when I saw it at 6 p.m. on a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you probably got a good chance if you can go at like 11 o'clock in the morning or noon or something well, during I mean, the week. 6 p.m. on an opening weekend and uh, there was five people in the theater. Four of them were with my party. Well, three, you know, three out of, you know, mm-hmm. plus me. Yeah. Trust me, the theaters are not busy, man, <laughs> except yeah. for tomorrow when I go to see Shang-Chi. I'm that sure it's gonna be happen, I, I, but it won't be. Like, it won't the be the normal crowd. But it won't be, be the normal crowd. There'll be like 50 people there. Yeah, that's the, that's how it's pr- pretty much been on the big uh, releases on on premiere nights that we've gone to. But like Candyman's been pretty. You know, everything else I've seen. Me, the most that I can remember having in the theater, like Don't Breathe Two. There was three of us in the theater. It was me and Ron, and then there was some other guy who could have sat anywhere in the theater, but he sat three seats down from us. Well, of course, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did that when I went to see. I think it was us. There, I was in the theater with like three other people, and I went and I sat next to this nice old lady. And then, uh, I, shit, when I went to see Spiral, there was maybe fifteen people in the theater. Like, I mean, like I've and I've I've seen the bigger movies too. Like I said, when I saw Kong on premiere night, Kong versus Godzilla, there was maybe thirty people because that was back when it was first started. So it was like thirty. And mm-hmm. the biggest one we seen was Black Widow, and if there was fifty people, that was about. I, I didn't count, but I'm. It, we were in the massive theaters. You know, there's the two big ones at Regal and the one we have. We were one of those, and there might have been 50 people, and in there it seats like 300. So when you have 50 people, it's pretty spread out. See, this is the difference between you and the Maestro. The Maestro would have counted. Uh, yeah. You like I, to go into theaters and one, I do. two. Yeah. I like, I, 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 every room I go into, I take attendance. Yeah. 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 Smart moves, though. Smart yeah. moves. Listen. You missed your calling as a teacher. <laughs> you really did. I wish but, you had been my teacher. But due to the fact that I could not find the music I wanted to start the news with, we had to settle for this. Boss it. We are definitely the three whitest people on the planet. That is true. We are literally just, just jamming out right we now. Really are. Move there are three heads bouncing around in this And, and that's why we're bars. not even starting the news, because we're just interested in hearing Buster Moves. end the show right here at this point. <laughs> we're not going to top this. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> this brings back great memories of both uh, Can't Hardly Wait and wasn't this an Uncle Buck, too? Uh, or was that no? That was a no, different movie. Was, or different song. I don't think it was out when Uncle Buck came up. Yeah, it definitely. It was around that time. It was in uh, what was that skateboard movie, Grinding, or something like that. It was uh, it, Bam Margera was in it. I'm trying to remember. Oh. Everybody was in it. it. Was it was a crazy movie? It was if if anybody said it was Grind, maybe it was. It was. I think it, it was, was called a, Grind. It was actually interesting. Sweet Lou always danced to it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, speaking of Candyman, continuing on in that train, uh, the reason I'm not going to say too much more, and I, I just say go to see the review, hear the review that we did for Three Fat Nerds, is because there is nothing I can say about the movie that doesn't technically spoil the movie, with the exception that I can say that if anybody was worried about the message of the movie, the message is expertly intertwined in the story, like how uh, Jordan Peele does each and every one of his movies, very expertly putting a message in it with a story and intertwining them so it does not feel didactic, but at the same time, you get all of it. And I think that the only people who have so far that I've seen give this movie any kind of, like, no, I've never, I haven't seen any horrible scores, but the less, the less nice scores that I've seen for the movie have been from people who I don't actually think got the ending. 
Mm. And the reason I say that is because... I have heard the ending is a little confusing on this movie. I don't know what happens, but I've heard it's a little confusing. Well, I don't think it is. If you're paying attention during the movie and you get what the movie is, the message that the movie's about, the ending actually makes sense because it's kind of... I'm going to say it this way. If you get the message, it is a feel-good ending to a horror movie. Is it and that's involved, how I'm going to leave the tease. Does it involve doppelgangers of us living underground? No. Okay. But, but, but once again, it's a, think about it this way. It's a feel-good ending. If you follow the message of the movie, and it, it's a weird way to do it, but I, the best way to compare it, and I'm not saying it's the same, remember Texas Chainsaw 3D and how we ended up with the happy... The, the face en- turn? The, right. The happy ending... I'm going to say it's in that breath, but not the same. So that's why I don't think people got it, because if you're paying attention to the message, you understand that they wrapped this in a nice bow and tied the fucking bow. And then, of course, you know, it does play fan service. And uh, I can save people time. There is no post-credit scene. Okay. But there is some really cool... uh, They play out some things I, once again, can't spoil. They do play out some things, uh, as you saw from that... um, The little puppet thing? Yeah, from the, the trailers. They do some of that in the in the in the final credits as oh, well. Oh, okay. But like, it's not anything that's important to the movie. But it was cool. We stayed and watched it. Actually, I ran out because I had to take a piss, and then I came back. Yeah, she came back to watch the credits, bro. I this is how good the movie was. I had to piss probably for forty five minutes out of the hour and a half runtime, and I mean real bad. And I'm like, usually there's a spot where you know you can go. There was no spot where I wanted to leave because I'm like, this, I just need to see the next part of the story. Continue this. The, the story was that good, in my opinion. Mm, nice. I'm excited to see it, and, uh, you know, for the times that we're in, considering what's going on in the world right now with the cases of COVID spiking again, uh, and this thing just won't seem to go away, Candyman made $22.37 million at the box office in the United States opening weekend. And it was the number one movie in the U.S. Yes. in the box office. Well, yeah. It only made about another 4 or $5 million overseas, so it didn't make a whole lot more, $3 million or something like that. It wasn't a whole lot more overseas, but I'd say, considering the way that the box office has been going... That's a pretty respectable opening. Well, it's not too bad considering a lot of countries are not open to the, in, in theaters right. uh, currently. But you know, the other part, the thing that damns it is because it's not a movie that gets shown in China. Yeah. Because China only takes, I think it's 12 movies a year. Ah. It's either 10 or 12 movies a year is all that they will show foreign film-wise. Okay. And they're very picky. And also, you can't talk about certain things. Uh, I.e., uh, we're going to break this news right here. That's part of the reason why I don't think we're going to see Mephisto. Sorry, everybody who saw the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. I don't think it's Mephisto because they they want to show that movie to make money because half of its budget will probably come from China. And over there, they're very against showing the devil on like a like a depiction of the devil on screen. Oh, like it's it's something in their culture that it's not. It's it's like bad luck. It's some kind of bad juju. Yeah, they they do have some strange uh, uh, like superstitions. I remember speaking with a customer one time. It, it, my job that I do and um, it was an Asian woman uh, and she was kind of talking about her culture while we were, we were just chit-chatting while we were waiting for something for whatever reason but um, something about phone numbers she told me that they don't I, I don't remember what number it was I don't know if it's fours or eights but she said that's the equivalent of 666 to, to you Americans I don't remember what it is I think it was either three fours or three eights but they, they kind of have some weird superstitions yeah. like that. So, yeah. So, like, when you have depictions on the screen, they can't have certain things depicted or else the Chinese government will not let it be shown. But also, the people aren't going to go see it because they don't want to see what they consider bad luck on their screen. Right. And I think if you're going to have that for the devil, uh, the Candyman is not... I mean, yeah. although he's not the devil, I mean, you are talking about a supernatural being slaying people. Right. Uh, so, I don't, I don't know if that fits on their screens too well. 
I think it's safe to say if there was no such thing as COVID going on right now, this movie would have probably made somewhere between eighty and a hundred million dollars opening week. I'm going to agree with you because if it made this much during COVID era, there definitely was a draw to see the movie, right? And the fact that it's number one, I mean that yeah. that does that does say something about the movie. Once again, word of mouth. I know I've told people there's a lot of people that were on the fence about it, and then as it's come out, we've seen all these great scores. Rotten Tomatoes has it ranked very high. I think the last time I checked, I think it's at eighty eight percent as the combined score and the fan score is like 92% of it. Uh, so like it, it, you basically people are enjoying the film, uh, hat off to Nia DaCosta. I cannot wait to see what she's doing. Actually, she's doing the Marvel's movie for, uh, for Marvel. She did the, the movie, the Marvel's. So the, basically the secret, the sequel to Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. So I cannot wait to see that. She did an amazing <laughs> job with this movie. True to horror, she wrote the film with Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele uh, produced the movie. They kept it. They they kept it pure horror. I, I wish I could give you just something, but it just it is spoils. Right? Because because trust me, there there is a couple different twists in this movie that you go, okay, this is this is what I'm here for. This is absolutely what I'm here for. And you know, you and I, I discussed this with you a little bit in our chat when you after you got done watching it. You and I tend to have very similar scores with movies. I think we have pretty similar taste in movies. So if you gave it that high of a score, I'm assuming I'm probably going to for like the it. most part. I mean, for the most part, there's been a couple do, things we disagree on. We do separate on, on Halloween 2018. Yeah, I don't put Not it much as, though. I don't. Well, quite a bit considering the fact that I still think that movie is like a six and a half, seven, and you you think it's a so point your score two keeps five. going up. Originally, it was like a four or a five. No, I was I was always in the mid pack at six. Then yeah. I re- then I saw it again and it, it, it's about six and a half and a seven. But you have not seen it as many times as I have. No, the funny part is I've only seen it three times and, you've, <laughs> and you hate the movie. And you've I've seen, seen it, it more times than the entire Horror Zone six hundred seven crew combined. You've seen it more than eight one two two the whole six hundred seven podcast, 607 crew, podcast crew combined. <laughs> combined. Although, although to be fair, Ken M, Padawan J, and uh, Diesel do not watch horror movies at all. So. Right. To be fair, you know, but Ron has seen it a few times, so yeah. mean, that, that helps us out a little bit. Right. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I'm playing footsie with the maestro, just so you guys know. That's, that's adorable. What you guys that's, are an adorable I'm going to leave this in the show just so everybody knows my love for the maestro. Yeah. You guys are really something. the most Listen. adorable couple I know. And Listen, so. It's, it's the beards. Do your wives know it. what's going on? It's the, I, I mean, it's not cheating. No, that's true. And there's, there's rules to this game. If you, if you ever want to know the rules, go ahead and watch uh, Road Trip. <laughs> That's right. You guys are in different zip codes than everybody else. <laughs> but uh, uh, we got some more great news coming up. Yeah, we do. And so we we've been talking. We we have mentioned several times over the last year that you know Fetty Alvarez is producing, uh, or did he write even uh, a brand new Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I don't well, know if he wrote it or not, but he's, he's producing it. At this point in juncture, to, uh, I'm going to say this: he had some part in the writing because I think he's getting a credit for it, and he produced. But I really feel like it's that Steven Spielberg uh, Gremlins, Hooper. yeah, good take. So I feel like he probably. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say no, Poltergeist. No, no. Well, Poltergeist too. Think about it. Spielberg with Poltergeist and Gremlins. Uh, so maybe he did ghost direct this, and with all the problems, that could be true. <laughs> well. You know, we, we did mention that there was some test screenings of this, and it didn't do well, and they weren't even sure that this movie was ever going to see the light of day. Well, it's going to. It was obviously originally planned to go to theaters. That's not happening. No siree, Bobcat Tales, it's not. No, it's going straight to Netflix. Big no release for Netflix. No release date yet, but uh, hopefully it'll be here soon. I mean, How do we feel about this? You How do we feel about this? You won't get a release date from Netflix until about two <laughs> until weeks out. Three seconds before they release that's it. That's how they do it at Netflix, so <laughs> yeah. don't worry about that. Hey, guys, uh, check your Netflix. We're, yeah, we're, we're about to put this out. <laughs> how do I it's feel coming about out in this? ten minutes. I'll tell you how I feel about this. Uh, I, I, I don't care. 
Really? And I, I'm going to tell you why I don't care. This movie could possibly be the worst <laughs> Texas Chainsaw movie. And, and, this and that's saying something. something. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because halfway through production, they fired the original director. And then they brought in new directors. And then they fired those directors to go with somebody else to do the editing. Uh, no, there was the original. I think there were two directors originally. They they fired them two weeks in, and then whoever whoever they brought right, in but redid they, it. But they didn't edit it. Yeah, somebody out. else edited it. They didn't edit so, it. So they started had, all over we've again. We've had three directors, technically, because two people plus one. So three directors, and then no director edited yeah. this movie. From, from what I've read, they scrapped everything that had previously been filmed, <laughs> and they started <laughs> over. Yeah. Whoever the director originally was just kind of like went against what Fede Alvarez wanted and just kind of did their own thing with it. That's what happened. But you wasted two weeks of budget on yeah. that. That's, that's, that's something. Can you imagine that's that you some, get a rogue director that just says, I'm not going to do this. I'm doing what I want. You guys are going to follow me. That's some, uh, some Exorcist the Beginning shit right there. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's why I said I don't. But I mean, I'm going to watch it. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying that it's it. There's a good possibility this might not be good. Yeah, but you know, we're also coming off of Texas Chainsaw 3D and Leatherface, which I still stand behind Leather. I Have love you, Leatherface. You did see it. Oh yeah. The ending is what got me with that. The oh. ending was horrible. The big reveal of of who Leatherface actually was. That whole thing was stupid and it was terribly done. <laughs> it shouldn't have gone down the way that it did. But the rest of the movie I thought was actually pretty interesting. I, pretty I dug good. it. I dug it. But here's the thing. I agree with you because. I like how they try to give you the twist person that ends up being Leatherface, and it's like, and just that gone. person should have just gone. You should have just gone with the one that we thought it was, because that <laughs> I, I thought that was better. Sense for it to go the better. direction that it did. I agree. And the one what, that you thought that it should have been is who it should have been. There shouldn't have been like this guessing <laughs> game reveal. They are who we said they were. Uh, you they know, shouldn't have the Scooby Doo ending. I, 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 honestly, I, I think that's part of why I love it so much, <laughs> because nobody in their right fucking mind would have ended it that way. And yet, that's what they did. Yeah. So, I, was like, it the Sasuke sisters that had something to do with this? No, it was the um, one. One person did have that in mind, at least. That's all I'm saying. Right? Yeah. Um, I can't think of their names. I, I'm getting it. So go ahead. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but they uh, it, it, Leatherface, I thought was just kind of amazing because it wasn't what you would. I'm glad they didn't call it Texas Chainsaw Massacre. First of all, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. because it. it did not feel like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, which was good, I thought. You know, it was nice that they kind of brought, other than some of the beginning, you know, they brought it into, a, it allowed them to do something different. Um, and I appreciated that about it. So do, so do I. And the ending, you know, pulling off what they pulled off, you know, with all the challenges that they ran into making that film, hats off to them. I loved it. Uh, I, I did like it as well, but uh, it was Alexandre Bustillo and Julian Murray. Yes. Who uh, directed the film? I don't know why I thought the Sasuke oh, sisters wait. were involved in it. It is free on the Peacock if you have a Peacock subscription. Yeah, just throwing that out there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just I didn't realize that Fear Street was supposed to originally be a theatrical release. That that was originally supposed to go to theaters, and COVID put put the kibosh on that. Um, but I, I mean, you could tell that a lot of these movies that go straight to streaming, they have a certain look to them, and it kind of takes me out of it a little bit. That's one thing I didn't like about Fear Street is how, as our friend Sean would say, how slick it kind of had a look to it. I loved the movies. Mm-hmm. I think I liked the third one a lot more than people were I giving it, it credit for. I didn't like the stuff that took place in the 1600s or whatever it was, but once it came back around and tied the movie together, I dug that movie. I, I really liked all three of them. The, the first one, I think, was my least favorite of the three. Um, and I didn't think it was bad. It just wasn't as good as I was hoping it was going to be. But it had a look to it that kind of detracted from it. It kind of had like a Stranger Things look to it, that slick Stranger Things streaming service look or a lock and key look. Yeah. There's just a certain look that, that movies on Netflix have. 
And, you know, if, if this ends up looking like that, it's going to take away from it. It should be gritty. It should, you know, Texas Chainsaw movies have like a certain grittiness to them. And I'm hoping that this had that because this was filmed with the intention of going to theaters and something caused a big problem. We know that there was an issue. We're going to find out sooner than later what that <laughs> issue is when we see what this is. But, you know, I don't know. You know, I, I don't have too much of a problem with it going to Netflix. It's just I hope that it... I hope it doesn't look like some of the Netflix movies that are on there, if you know what I mean. I do, actually. It be, it's it's interesting that you said that uh, Fear Street was supposed to be a theatrical movie for the very reason you were just saying. I'm, I actually am surprised by that because it looks exactly like a Netflix movie. Yeah, it looks like Stranger Things um, Season like 5. Str- yeah, it does. Season 6. It, it does. You know? um, and, and Love It or Hate It. And I, don't, I don't really have a problem with it myself, but Love It or Hate It, I mean, yeah, they absolutely have their, their, their movies look a certain way. Yeah. So... That to me says that they may have changed it to look like that. Possibly, Maybe. unless it happened to look like that, you know. Yeah. So hopefully that's not the case with Texas Chainsaw. I'm 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 actually saddened that we're not going to get another big screen Texas Chainsaw. You know, if they had more faith in Leatherface, I would have loved to see that on, on the big screen. Yeah. And, and um, I think that you know I, I I think that's where I'm kind of saddened by that. Uh, because usually when they start dumping things to Netflix, it's because they have no faith in it. Like yeah. the third Cloverfield. Yeah. You know, I, so. I would argue, though, different times. Because during during the, the pandemic era, they've brought a lot of things that probably would have gone to get a theor- theatrical release uh, to, to streaming services. Plus, they're all fighting wars right now. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're trying, to, <clears throat> they're trying to arm up and bring the best content that they can. Yeah. So, they're fighting and, and clawing and paying a ton of money for movies that should have gone to Hollywood. I mean, there's plenty of them that have been paid for instead of going to the theaters in the past two years. Sure. So I would say that the argument for it to die before would be a valid one, but I think now it's a different era. You know, I, I would agree with you, but... On, but not like say something like um, which we're, we're going to get to it, uh, the uh, paranormal activity that's going uh, to Paramount. Paramount. Yep. Because that was specifically made by them to be put on there. Right. And and, and it's going to have something like to it, like probably. the HBO Max stuff, you know, where that's out for a month and concurrently with. A, a and I think that those release. actually look like they were like when I watched the Suicide Squad, it didn't look like it was some. It didn't have a look. Well, to it, it says it's a movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. 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 But but I think so. It's Fear Street. But I think the thing with Netflix, them putting it directly to Netflix, you've got a a, a property. I mean, it. I guess it's arguable that it's a major property at this point, you know. But <laughs> you but everyone knows your like, own adventure <laughs> of four movies. I love, I love them all. But um, uh, shout out to uh, Next Generation. But um, I. Uh, <laughs> Wanted to. <laughs> you're not. You're not. Wilbur, you, what, what, what the audience isn't seeing is is like everybody shaking their head at me. Uh, but but truthfully, the I've, greatest performance ever <laughs> in a movie. Matthew is. McConaughey. It's, uh, honestly, should have won an Academy Award. I, I, that, I would. That's when I would have won an Academy Award. I, I am not even kidding. <laughs> but I, you know, it feels like they're. It feels like they want to bury this one. Like I just, yeah. I have that fear. I don't. I, I don't get the pandemic thing, and I understand. I. I, I you might be right. You might be because of the pandemic, but I feel like they're burying it. I, I kind of have a feeling too. Like when you say that you're sad that we're not going to see another Texas Chainsaw and on the big screen. I think once we get to that point, it's going to be another remake of it. To be honest, where they can start on a blank canvas and do something brand new and not not a sequel to the original. I because that's what the last several movies have been. Or prequels, prequels and sequels to the original, and this is supposed to be a sequel to the original as well. Mm-hmm. 
because um, they keep saying we're going to get old man Leatherface and old woman Sally or whatever, you know. But old man Leatherface is what they, what Fede Alvarez kept talking about. But I do think that eventually it's going to get remade again, and that's where you'll see it on the big screen instead of going straight to video, unless they really butch butcher that as well. I just love that this is going to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two, Number Five. <laughs> no, the revenge, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> But I mean, I, I also say to, to the Netflix feel that's Netflix made movies, so I don't think it's going to have the same look that a Netflix made movie is, right? Because it wasn't made for. But again, Netflix. like, it how does that explain separately. Fear Street? Because because Fear Street was, was made to, for Netflix. No, it was going to go to theaters. Yeah, but it's a Netflix movie. Oh. It was a Netflix property. So oh, even if it went okay. to theaters, it would still look like that. Yeah. Netflix owned it. <laughs> it's not like they sold it to Netflix. Netflix. That's, owned I think it. that that was one of the few things that was lacking with that. To be honest, it's just that gritty. Right, but you that's know, that's why because it's, it's a Netflix it. it's a Netflix movie. Yeah, so like it's very high definition. I, e, I guess is the best way of looking at it. I.e., like Army of the Dead, Netflix movie. I still haven't seen that, but I had it had that look. Right, right, right. Everything but looks like again, Stranger that, Things. That would have hit the theaters as well if it wasn't for the pandemic. Yeah, it's yeah. But once again, it has a look because Netflix paid for the movie. Right, that's right. how it ends up. Right. Uh, so let's talk about Paranormal Activity because I know that Maestro brought that up here. So the new Paranormal Activity movie is going to be coming. We already know that it was coming uh, direct to Paramount+. Plus. Um, we don't have a date yet, but we do know it is coming this October, which means within the next month to month and a half, we're going to be getting this new movie. They're calling it a new reimagining or a retooling of it. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. I, I do believe that they did say it is going to be found footage. Uh, so I don't think we have to worry about it not being that, but... We, we don't have a date yet, but it is it is going to be available this October. That's right. They need subscriptions. They said it will be out by Halloween. Once again, this is that this is the perfect example of this. This is what I'm talking about gearing up. Although Paramount owned this, and from the jump, Paramount's like, okay, this is going to be our bargaining tool to get people to go, go on Paramount+. Plus. We're going to give horror fans a reason to, to, to sign up for our for our service. And that is that is what they're doing currently. I mean, a lot of them are, are currently in that flux where you're either purchasing products, uh, older movies to show, or you are now you know paying for things to happen. And uh, I, I got to give them a credit. It's one of the big things that Paramount does own that they can put out there brand new and, and get people uh, to come through the door. Right. I'm not a huge fan of the, the, the franchise, but if they're going to try to reboot it, uh, good luck for them. Yeah. I only like the first one. The first one really creeped yeah. me out, which was actually, I think, one of the last ones that I actually saw, believe it or not. But I saw them all. I it, saw the third one first. It gets real diluted. Yeah. I didn't like any of them from two on, but I, I really did like the original one. You know, I, I I just started catching up with them, so I, I've seen all but the last one. I hadn't seen four, five, and six. I loved five. I My mean, God, there's I good love stuff. Was that the marked ones? Yeah, there's good stuff in there. I thought that one was one of the better of, of the sequels. I thought yeah, that, that, was that ending was out was mind blowing. But once again, that's a spinoff, technically. And then they tie you know it they back said in. they said it was a spinoff, but but it, then they tie it back in. Well, yeah, yeah isn't Katie in that one? Doesn't she show up? Yes, because they, I don't the, remember. The, the, yeah. the, the whole thing goes into the thing in the room. Like yeah. Anyways, it's it's yeah. once again it ties back in, but originally it was supposed to be a spinoff. Yeah, and then they of course your your good in. friend Katie Featherstone. Yeah, my good friend. Uh, I, I mean, I enjoy talking. To, I've seen all the movies. Like I said, the problem is they get convoluted real fucking quick. I mean, there is some saving graces. Mark ones was one of the better ones, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 one and two weren't bad. And then but. Even in the ones that I did, I'm not going to say they were bad. They were just because there was something in everything. But it's just that the story kept getting convoluted. And the more it went, the the more they stacked on top of it. Instead of like flushing out the story at some point in Juncture, they were just like, okay, let's just keep stacking. That's the saw model. <laughs> it's, exactly. And, and then eventually you get to a point where you're like, damn. But at least with Saw, you have the fallback of cool kills. Yeah. So that's that's where Saw can like like... 
I wish they would have flushed that story out too. But think about it. You're like, okay, well, we know what we're gonna get, but we're then you go. It's like Final Destination. We're gonna get some neat kills during this movie, and that's that's really what you're going for. Because sure. that's the same thing you go for Final Destination. Whereas with this, you have to have a story because we get kills occasionally, maybe one a movie, right? Uh, one other thing that they did announce with this, and uh, I don't know exactly if it's about this particular film or if it's going to be about the series. My, my assumption is it's going to be more about the series as a whole. Uh, but they're also going to be releasing a documentary that deals with Paramount or Paranormal. I keep getting Paranormal and Paramount <laughs> mixed up because they sound so much. Paranormal activity. Uh, it, it, there's going to be some sort of a documentary about it's it, a, but I, I'm assuming it's going to be about the series. I mean, this is technically Paramount activity, by the way. Paramount yes, activity. Yeah. Paramount activity on Paranormal activity. <laughs> Paramount activity. Uh, so moving on uh, now Rich and I saw this earlier today we had to show the maestro we had to actually teach you and school you a little bit and pull up the video thanks guys but we got the first trailer for Creep Show season 3 today yes grab bag of stuff again which is good that's why I like Looks it in a thousand awesome. series we got creature feature stuff it looks like we have some uh, creepy shit it looks like we have some kind of slasher stuff and of course there's some supernatural so Everything is covered once again, which has been one of my praises for the first two seasons, is that no matter what kind of horror you like, they are going to cover it somewhere in the season. And it looks that way again. I saw some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I love how there were little nods to classic horror movies. Like, there's one scene where you see an axe coming through a door and a woman on the other side cowering and screaming. It would look just like when Jack Nicholson busts through the door in The Shining. You also see one of the orbs go right into somebody's forehead, um, which looked just like... Uh, we got to see Phantasm. the Phantasm. We got to see that Langolier uh, scene with the people with glowing eyes. Yep. That's the first thing that came to my my mind. Uh, I, I just want to throw this out there. I I also like about this is that they let the directors of each anthology do what they want, pretty much, because and you see where some of them take it. Some of them go the comedic route. Some of them go the hardcore special effects, looks like real slick. And some of them go with that gritty grindhouse feel. I think it's interesting to, that they let the artists actually paint the picture and they don't step in. Because if they stepped in, every episode would look the same. But if you notice, even from that trailer for this season, just like in the seasons past, some of it looked some of it looked hokey, which you can tell those are going to be the comedy ones. Some of it looked real, like oh shit, this looks like a, a big budget movie. And then some, of, and it was everything in between. So. I really like the fact that no matter who's directing which episode of the of the uh, series, they always let the artist just go, okay, this is what you're going to do. Okay, go ahead, do it, make it happen. Right. And you don't have to make it look. Like, one of my biggest attractions of all time, and I'm a huge Tales from the Dark Side fan, but, like, if you go back and watch that series, every episode looked the same. Or Tales like, from the Crypt. Like, right. I mean, I understand you had different directors, same as Tales from the Crypt, and I understand, like, every, every episode was different, but if you look at the uniformity of it, how clear it was, how it was shot, it was the same because it was a television project. It doesn't look that way for Creepshow. Right. Each episode looks different. And definitely one of the best horror series on television right now or streaming. You know, oh, absolutely. Look at it. Um, by the way, this isn't on our notes. We didn't talk about this, but it just kind of made me remember that. Um, did, did you guys happen to catch... American Horror Story last week, the first two episodes? I did not. No. I, I gotta say, now, usually we discussed this before on here, they always seem to start out hot and then they kind of lose you because it gets so over the tops. I don't know how it's going to get uh, as we move along, but um, they, they started out, I believe the, the first part of it's called Red Tide. Um, the first two episodes were, it, it wasn't the two separate entities that they're going with. It was it was all part of the same story. Um, it was pretty interesting. I, I, I really dug it. Um, I know it was either last week or the week before we were talking about, I think it was two weeks ago, we were talking about Sarah Paulson and how I can't stand her and how over the top she is. 
Well, I didn't realize until about 45 minutes into the second episode that she was the character, that she wasn't. She is very over the top, but it actually worked in this one. Uh, she plays uh, this this crazy woman that lives in the town, um, and they call her Tuberculosis Karen is her name. <laughs> so uh, she she was actually pretty cool, but I didn't even realize it was her. I, I thought it was um, what's her, Leslie Easterbrook or whatever, the, the one that was in the Rob Zombie movies. Mm-hmm. Is that her name, Leslie yeah. Easterbrook? Yeah. I, that's who I thought it was. Um, so... You know, but I, I totally dig it so far. I am fully expecting them to lose me by uh, tonight's episode because today is Wednesday and episode three will be on uh, tonight. But um, I don't know. When you guys get a chance, I, I would I would urge you to watch it. It was actually pretty cool. Definitely going to. Um, so I started um, uh, American Horror Stories. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you guys see that? I don't have Hulu. Okay. So. Um, I heard we've talked about it though. I mean, it's it's gotten very mixed reviews. Yeah, it's it's not bad. It just seems un, unessential. Okay, but you know what I mean. Like it, it adds little side stories to stuff we already stuff know. stuff we already know. Okay, so like the first two episodes are deals with the murder house. Deals right? with the murder house. I heard the last the episode house. does too. Yeah, so it's fun to be back in the murder house, but they didn't really get anybody back from the murder house like any of the actors or actresses they did for the last episode okay so and that's Dylan McDermott is apparently in the last episode okay and and that's fair but you know they mention the people that are around but it's sort of like it's very obvious that this is like you know their B squad stories you know what I mean like it's very obviously a spinoff it's just kind of like a cash grab ratings grab type yeah it's not even it's not even that like if you really 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 love this stuff and I and I really 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 like it (laughs) you know what I mean but I mean if you were really just a major fan of of American Horror Story yeah I I think it's I think you'd like it but if if you're kind of like yeah casual watcher you have absolutely no reason to watch this right well you know eventually if it comes out on something or other if they put it on fx or something where i can watch it because i'm not going to get hulu for that but um but i i definitely recommend watching watching this season's it, it got me i didn't want to watch it. i almost didn't record it uh, i ended up dvring it and watching it later because i was so uninterested in it but i, I really liked it i'll be watching it tonight so uh, i do think you guys will like it though uh, just a couple more stories here. Uh, Ghostbusters has been moved again uh, but only one week this time it got pushed back from november 11th to november 19th yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's still going to be there just a week later. Right. And uh, the last, well, actually, there's two more things we were going to mention real quickly. I know Rich uh, sent the link and I read the story myself. We, we did mention a while back that they did uncover the, the, the long forgotten and hidden uh, original beginning of Halloween 5, the revenge of Michael Myers. It was lost. The lost footage. The lost footage. Well, it was found. And we knew that, but they just announced that there's going to be a new, uh, new sets of the movies coming out, and that footage will be available in the Halloween Five. That's right. So for the first time ever, well, for the first time ever in two different facets. For the first time ever, you will be able to see the original opening of the movie that uh, was, you know, the concept behind it, which would have taken you right into six before they scrapped everything. And uh, secondly, it's the first time ever that one of these new sets is coming out with actual new footage for some reason. Yeah. Because usually they just put them out every so often to put them in, you know, something different, even though we already have a 4K Ultra version. Right. Although we already have the commentary version. You know, just every couple of years they have to re-put out of this. But at least this time you're getting something of value in my opinion. Right. And you know what this means, don't you? 
This means that our good friend here, the Maestro, will now own his 15th different set of the Halloween series. I'm so excited. Listen. Are you, you going to buy the whole set or just this DVD? Oh, this is actually, um, I'll, I'll tell you this really quickly. I just went through everything that's going to be on these, so I am going to be getting all five of them. <laughs> like, the only one that I, I arguably don't really need is three, but I'm like, what am I going to get? One, two, four, and six? Sure. Or one, two, four, and five. That's what most people do. <laughs> I can't count. One, two, four, Even and five. Even though three is one of the greatest... It, right, so Halloween I'm like, movies oh, ever. screw it. All right, I'm getting getting them all, and they're going to be sitting right next to the last box set that they put out. You know, I <laughs> How just, many different sets of these movies do you have? Uh, well, the Halloween movies. Well, there was only that one set, and then you've got the these, but then I've got like some of the DVDs because they have, might have a special feature. <laughs> and uh, hey, didn't you keep getting different versions because of the commentary at one point, <laughs> like did. the audio? I, I I've bought Halloween one. I am not kidding you. Eight times. <laughs> oh no, t- no, ten times. I forgot about ten the two times. extended. Well, thank God versions. you're getting an eleventh one. Yeah, right. You know, that's so just what you need. That's I just I want to see it. I applaud you. I, <laughs> you shouldn't. It's so sad. You're lucky you have an awesome girlfriend. And I, she doesn't I, care I, about I, these I, sorts I, of I'm, things. I'm actually shocked I have a girlfriend. To be honest, <laughs> I, she has, you haven't shown her hell of the Living Dead yet, have you? <laughs> Which directly led to your divorce. It's a true story. That is an absolute true story. <laughs> it's only funny because it's true. <laughs> uh, we're going to wrap up the news this week with one final story here, and that's that uh, today Shutter announced its 61 days of Halloween starts today, September 1st. That's right, today. As of today. And there's got a, there's a lot of different things on there. Uh, of course, uh, we still have uh, Slasher going on. Yes, so that's which has been pretty good. And then, of course, Creepshow Season 3 premieres later this month. So that therefore, you know, there you have that. Uh, then we have movies coming. Uh, they have uh, No Super Host is coming. Uh, this, this starting this month, uh, also Martyrs Lane, Seance. They're all those are all those are all sorry exclusives. Uh, also, VHS ninety four for you VHS fans. So you've got that coming. Uh, they're also at, on Thursday, October twenty eighth. Horror Noir. Uh, so they're going to do the second. Remember they did that before. Yep. This is the second iteration of that. So that's going to be kind of awesome because I did really enjoy that the first time. Uh, Slasher continues on through this month, and then Creepshow season three premieres on September twenty third. Uh, there's a new show also called The Boulay Brothers Dra- Dragula Season 4 coming on to there. <laughs> it was not on there previous to this. This is the first year on Shudder. Uh, but it, uh, the lineup of guest judges include Vanessa Hudgens. So it must be some kind of uh, makeup contest. Uh, Behind the Monsters, which I know you can't wait wait for. <laughs> no, I was just going to mention, October 27th, October we got a date 27th. for that now. Yes, that is going to be stone. the best show on that service. That's going to be better than uh, uh, Curse Movies and Creep Show. I'm, I'm calling it right now. I just want to point out, make sure Destination T- TV, October 8th at 9 p.m., Joe Bob's Halloween Hoedown. Yes. yes. The and Halloween the Gulag Hoedown. is returning this year, folks. Yes, it the is. The Gulag is back. If you do not know about the Gulag, uh, get familiar. Uh, they copied everybody else, but they did it with their own twist. And every year now we have the Gulag. Yeah, my only qualm with that is there should be something more than just a pumpkin on the screen and just nothing. You hear wind blowing in the background. Yeah, there should be like music playing or something. Occasionally you hear like a scream or something in the background, but I wish that they would do a little bit more with that because it's an awesome concept. It looks cool. I like playing my own music. (laughs) Seriously. You know, you got, you know, you put on like... Don't you listen to like the Charlie Daniels band while you watch the Gulag? I do. The Charlie Daniels band and occasionally I throw in a Madonna record. Yeah. You know. I mean, that makes total sense. I mean, that is the season. Then he rolls around (laughs) in a bride's gown on the ground. 
Yeah, but right. I, yeah, but I don't have to wait till October to do that. That's true. That's every That's day of the true. week. Are you kidding me? But uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, so there's another yet another way for you to watch a lot of Halloween stuff this year, because uh, now we have the uh, 61 Days of Halloween on Shutter, and of course that teams up with their parent company AMC's uh, right. Fright Fest coming up in October. A lot of cool stuff as well. A lot of cool stuff. Don't forget about Welcome to the Blumhouse coming back on Amazon Prime. I mean, there's going to be a lot of horror stuff coming out this year. Also, don't forget about Welcome to the Jungle, Guns and Roses. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah, let's not forget true. about that uh, great so, indie movie, Welcome to the Dollhouse. Ah, yeah. there it is. There it is. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. welcomes going on. But I'll tell you what you're welcome to. You're welcome to uh, go ahead and drop us a line on social media. And uh, that was the greatest segue of all time. That was time, the best one we've had yet on the show in almost three years. We are on Facebook, HorrorZone607. Like and share that page. We're on Twitter and Instagram as well. At Horror Zone 607. And remember to use the hashtag HZ607 whenever you're talking about the show. Of course, uh, you go to 8122productions.com and find out all about what we got going on here. Find out about the other shows that are on the network, including if you want to find out about the Three Fat Nerds podcast. And also, uh, you can stream it from there and you can listen to the last episode, which is called Nerdy Man. Yeah, you know, mm. cleverness. And of course, during the Talking Nerd segment, we do, during the show, we do go in a full dive, myself and Ron, of the Candyman uh, movie because we went to see it this past weekend. So there you go. Uh, so if you want to hear, and that's full of spoilers. So if you want to hear what I thought about it with the spoilers, that's the way to find it. Uh, and you can find that at 8122productions.com. Of course, make sure you're following us over on twitch.tv slash podcast, especially if you're a wrestling fan because every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we come to you with 607TWS, myself and Ken M from the ODPH talking all things pro wrestling. And of course, this Sunday, if you're listening to it, the week comes out, which is uh, September the 5th, we will be live on twitch.tv slash 607podcast with our live reactions and our alternate commentary for AEW's All Out. So uh, tune in and see what we have to say about All Out while it's happening uh, this weekend. And of course, if you'd like to support us for as little as $1 a month, you can do that at patreon.com slash 8122productions. And uh, like I said, you get a ton of bonus content, including this show early and with bonus content in it that nobody else gets but the patrons. And then you get a ton of extra stuff. And if you join the $3 tier, you'll be entered uh, in to win this month a 607 podcast hoodie that will not be sold anywhere. And then also, uh, next month, we're giving away 3FN, special 3FN shirts nobody else is getting. But if you would like to support Horizon 607 with a shirt, we have a Public store. That link is in the description to this podcast, just like every other link. And it's also on 8122productions.com. Damn, that was a lot to say. That was a mouthful. Yeah, that's why we throw it in there. But uh, I believe you have a uh, trivia question. That's right. It's trivia time. And uh, before I get to the question, I just want to apologize because for two weeks running now, we've said that in our second segment, we're going to be reviewing Spiral from the Book of Saw. And we've thrown another little audible in there. Uh, The maestro has not seen it yet, but he did see what we have decided to review this week. And that's going to be A Quiet Place Part 2. So there will be full of spoilers on that. So we're just going to let you know right now before we go to break and before we do the trivia question here. But the reason I bring this up is not only just to let you know what we're going to be doing in the second segment, but this question this week deals with A Quiet Place. So here goes this week's question. In A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place Part 2, what? This is easy. This is too easy. You guys are going to know this very, very quickly. But what? does Reagan Abbott use to defeat the creatures? One more time in a quiet place. What does Reagan Abbott use to defeat the creatures? The answer coming up right after the break. Hey, it's Courtney Gaines, Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to Horror Zone 607. 
And welcome back to The Zone. That's right. How can we talk about A Quiet Place Part 2 without listening to a little quiet riot? That's right. That's right. Well, you bring you. They brought the quiet. We're bringing the riot. Absolutely. Yeah, baby. Turn it back up. <laughs> Better believe it. I'm going into cheesy, uh, you know, v- DJ mode. Turn you it really back are. up. Going back in. You're so punny. You're so uh, punny. That's good stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, before the break, I asked this week's Horizon 607 trivia question. The question again was: In a quiet place, what does Reagan Abbott use to defeat the creatures? I think this is a very, very simple one. But uh, any guesses? And the answer, I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give out one hint. This week, the answer is not Haley Mills. Dan, that took my answer. Yeah, I'm stumped. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Rich, you got anything? I got nothing. I'm gonna. I, uh, mine, mine was, mine was uh, confiscated by the MPAA. Yeah. Mm. I'm gonna. I, I have a guess. I'm gonna guess she, she beat them to death with their own shoes. No. Oh. No. Want to take one more? Because I know you know this. Does it have to do with her ears? Yes. Does it have to do with sound? Yes. Does it have to do with the fact that she can't hear? Yes. I've got no fucking clue. I got, you got no answer. I have no idea. Well, the answer is a cochlear implant. See, I would have also accepted her hearing aid. <laughs> See, I, I'm, I'm going to point this out. My 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 guess, my funny guess, because that's what my take is always, which is not going to get past the censors. No? No. no. Just, I'll let that, that, that go. The end of this episode. I'll, let, I'll let you go to uh, judge what that is. <laughs> we would have had our second lost episode of Horizon we would have had, uh, We would have had a Max Caster moment. Uh, <laughs> the wrestling fans will get it. Uh, well, yes, it was her CI, as they abbreviate it. Her CI. CI. You know, that, that does bring us to uh, oh, yes, the point in the show where we are going to be discussing A Quiet Place Part 2. Part 2. Part 2. Dos. Or like I like to call it, Quiet Place 2, The Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> or as uh, our good friend, the professor, always like to call it, A Quieter Place. Well, <laughs> this has a couple different release dates. Isn't this hilarious? Uh, because it originally released on March 8th, 2020 in New York City. That's right. There was a release of a showing... On March 8th, 2020 in New York City, it had its official release over a year later, later May 28th, 2021. Wonder why? That, you know, yeah. obviously we all know global pandemic. Right. Uh, so it is. Uh, it was distributed by Paramount Pictures, and it was produced by Platinum Dunes and Sunday Night Productions. Uh, cinematography, by the way, was done by Polly Morgan, and it was edited by Michael P. Shaver. Uh, this, this story was uh, produced by Michael Bay. Uh Andrew Form, Brad Fuller, and John Krasinski. Sorry. Can I ask who did the catering on this? Uh, they do not list that. Oh. Uh, it was based on characters Chick-fil-A. by Brian Wood, Scott Beck, and it was written by John Krasinski and directed by John Krasinski. Which yes. we all knew that. And who is quite the horror movie director. Yeah. And it's starring Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Krasinski, Emily Blunt, uh, Cillian Murphy, which how fucking creepy is Cillian Murphy in anything he does, mm-hmm. uh, Melissa Simones, Noah Jupe, Dijman Hanso, and John Krasinski makes an appearance. Uh, Unso. Yeah. Oh, he was good, too. I just wish there was more of him in this movie. That's one, one qualm I have about it. And the budget was 55 to $61 million. Does anybody want to guess the box office? Uh, we did talk about this, uh-huh. too, at one point, and I have already forgotten what it made. This was just a few, like a month ago, that we discussed it, too. It was like $150 million. Worldwide, $296.4 million. It made a... Wow. Wow. There you go. Quiet, please. Part two. What did it make in the United States? I don't know. No. I'm not, looking, I'm not looking that up separate. <laughs> <laughs> it made money. It made money? 
The correct answer is money. <laughs> all, all you have to know is it made enough that there's there's going to be another oh. one. Oh, her hearing aid. Hi. Yeah, her hearing aid. So, anyways, uh, who wants to start off talking about uh, wonderful Quiet Place Part Two? Anybody? Any takers? No. I loved it. You loved it. I loved it. Okay. Because, you know, in some some ways, I actually like this one better. Um, this the story. I liked how you sort of saw little nods to what you saw in the first one with like going it starting in that store and um I also liked seeing their their lives and you had that very small town kind of thing and and just seeing how quickly that collapsed and how quickly neighbors are no longer neighbors and you know like it's it's just it's cool like I really really enjoyed how um effortless effortlessly they continued that story um the stuff with the baby is some of the tensest things i've ever seen on film and uh yeah it's great i mean i i have like no complaints about this film yeah and i would agree with everything you just said i i actually did think it was better than the first one and i i really enjoyed the first one a lot me too um when i got done watching this there had been i don't even remember what we were talking about there was a couple of other movies that we were discussing in our chat and i was like oh i I think it was when we were doing george romero july (laughs) we were talking about the romero movies which we'll never talk about again yeah those who we do not speak of anymore um but uh, we were discussing that, and I was basically like going off about George Romero, and I, that, I think that was when I was actually quitting Horizon Six Hundred Seven at that point. Um, <laughs> I, I sat down and watched this. I actually I did the seven day free trial of Paramount Plus just so I could watch this, and uh, this movie blew me away. Uh, like you said, it, it was effortless in the way they continued it. It picked up right where the first one left off, which you know how much I enjoy that in a horror movie because they don't ever do that. They screw up something with it. They move it to a different city and film it like in a different city, and it's supposed to be in the same one, like like Halloween twenty eighteen. You know, you know that sort of a thing. You know how I feel about filming locations, and I loved that they did this. They filmed it in the same place, picked up right from the same spot, had nods to the first movie, like that store, like you said, but they advanced the story in a very clever way, and um, I really did not expect Killian Murphy. Is it Killian or Cillian? Is it pronounced Killian Murphy? I don't know. I think it's Killian. Uh, whatever his well, name is. Well, it's not spelled with a K, so it can't no, be No, it's not, but I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, regardless, uh, I the whole time that they were promoting this movie, I expected him, and here, here we go with the spoilers a little bit, I expected him to be, like, he was going to turn out to be, like, the really, really bad guy in this, and it turns out he was actually somebody that was an acquaintance or a friend of the family before these monsters come to Earth and... and do what they do. Um, I, I really thought that he was gonna that was gonna be the twist in this movie is that he was gonna turn out to be the bad guy and it just you know it would have been very you know it would have been something very predictable if that was the case because I think that a lot of people kind of thought that's what was gonna happen based on the trailers and that was not what happened. He was awesome. Yeah. I would say he was every bit as good as John Krasinski's character was in the first one. In fact, if not better, he was really really cool. I, I loved that character um, and I loved the relationship that he rebuilds with the surviving people in this family. Um, another thing that I did like too is they they realize once they find him that there's this radio transmission that they're hearing that makes them think that there are survivors somewhere. And they don't want to leave because of the baby and because somebody was injured. I, I think the son got injured if I'm not the other son got injured. Um, 
throughout the movie in the course of the movie so you know reagan goes out with kill she goes off on her own to try to find where this radio transmission is coming from and killian murphy you know and, and emily blunt's behest goes out to try to save her daughter um and as they're making their journey trying to find this radio signal where it's coming from they come across a boatyard and there's these people that are there this there's this group of people that are living there and try to take them and kill them basically and it reminded me very much at that point of the game the last of us you know where they're traveling to another city to try to find people that can help save society and you come across all these other people like these villages of people that turn out to be really really awful bad people that's what they reminded me of um and i i really like that because to me it was kind of a nod to that you know totally different because that's based on like zombies and this was not but it kind of had that vibe to it but um you know, they eventually find this this uh, island of people. You find out that these monsters cannot swim, and these people have rebuilt their own society on an island. And you know, as as Reagan and Killian Murphy's character go there, you know, these people are having a big party and they're talking loud, and life is normal. Of course, that's not the way things stay. You know, that's not the way things stay. But um, you know, overall, very very tense movie very good suspense loved the atmosphere of it loved the acting in it this was darn near a perfect movie for me i really 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 loved this movie i can't say enough good things about it yeah yeah you know one one thing i want to point out too is i like how killian murphy's uh like like you get you get a you get a good look at his psychology yeah and he is not exactly there <laughs> right you know what i mean like he's he's ultimately a good guy but the whole thing with his wife's body upstairs yeah i mean that's really messed up right and i get it that you know probably you're not gonna risk making sound and burying that body but i mean it still had like all the indication that he intentionally didn't bury her right and that's kind of where i thought okay here it comes here's where he's going to turn on the family and he's going to be the bad guy in this movie and that's not obviously you know he's very defensive when the boy finds out you know what's going on he's 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 defensive about it but he was an awesome character there there was a lot of layers to that character and he i love him as an actor he's so good in everything he he does He he was good in red eye for god's sake he was good bless him red eye red eye (laughs) <laughs> that was a Wes Craven movie, yeah. which I did not realize at the time. Yeah, what did you think of it? It was decent. I mean, I'm not over the moon. I wasn't over the moon about the original either. So I guess that's just see. I'm, I thought you really. Liked I'm the it. one that's outside. Like it's, it's it was alright. No, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I do remember that you were kind of no. like, yeah. You know what? It, because it's, it's a gimmick, and I'm, I'm fine. It's it's fine. That's why I'm the contrarian. And in this movie, it was The Walking Dead. Yeah. That's you miss the zombies, you replace them with some aliens, you have the Walking Dead. Yeah. A better version of the Walking Dead because I I don't like I don't watch the Walking Dead again because it's kind of eh. Right. But uh yeah, you know. That's that's just my view on it. They they should have gone with something a little more creepier in my opinion. They dropped the ball there. Cuz where you're praising it for like, "Yo, he's not the villain." Like the fucking make him the villain. Make him some weird fucking person cuz like you act like society's going to be like that when it breaks down. There's we saw people. You know what left. society? You know what society does when it breaks down? They take the toilet paper first. We found this out first. No, that's true. That's true. That's we've a good lived, point. We've lived this. I went to so. the grocery store this morning, and the lady at the register that rang me out actually brought that up. <laughs> toilet oh, paper. Yeah, get the toilet paper because that's uh, the first thing everybody needs. 
And I not one person did I see hoarding the toilet paper. So that that just took me out of it. Apparently, there wasn't a there wasn't a, a lack of it. No, like I said, there's. I'm once again, I'm one of those people that just. It, it, I I went to see in both cases. Here's the problem: I went to see a, a horror film because that's what they booked it as. Both cases, it wasn't a horror film. No matter how you cut it, it's just a suspenseful thriller, and it's fine. But it's just not my my style. Uh, I'd rather I'd rather see something happen. And although the shock kill of a kid in the first one, that's yeah, kind of fun. <laughs> but outside of that, you know, we know that you do like when babies get killed. I mean, I'm I'm not against it. That's <laughs> kind the, of fun. I took I took I took away I took away points from Halloween 2018 because <laughs> yes, Michael had stabbed the baby because <laughs> he should have gone straight heel mode. Why wouldn't he? You know, people thought that was too far. Don't understand that. They obviously haven't seen Antichrist. It's fine if he kills a dog. <laughs> but. Antichrist. Right. But with that being said, no, honestly, and all it was a good movie. Like I said, for what it was, and I just I wasn't a huge, huge fan of the original uh, with the gimmick. I did like the original's gimmick, and I will give the director, being John Krasinski, credit for the fact that uh, he didn't go back to that well once again. Because a lot of people might have been tempted to go back to the well of making things completely silent again. I don't know if that works in a second movie. Uh, so it would have been a little too much if they did. And logically, they had to go the fucking. Uh, uh, walking dead route because obviously survivors and stuff eventually you had to go that route uh i thought it was interesting that you know they te- technically they, they you know in in trying to save themselves they fucked up the day for everybody else <laughs> yeah so that I mean, they did i mean i'll give the credit i like the ending <laughs> <laughs> i'm probably one of the few people that's like dude the way this movie ends fuck yeah we're in we're back in <laughs> like it's it, it you know because you don't expect that you know you expect this is one of those movies you expect a happy ending because in a lot of ways, I mean, I'm not saying like the overly happy, but you know, the, the resolute ending. You kind of get in the first one. I understand that John Krasinski dies in the first one. Spoiler alert. And they don't think there was one. But once, but besides that, they survived. They lived the day. You know, you I know, had a the, bad feeling that they were going to pull that in this movie and that he was going to actually still be alive, that they were going to come across I'm him hiding so out somewhere. I'm so glad they did it. I'm yeah. so glad. Me too. Uh, yeah, so me I'll, give too. Him point, I'll give him points for that too. So like I said, I, I'm going to agree with everybody here though. I did like this better than I like the original. <laughs> Okay, and the reason why is there was more action. There was there more was, actions. There was more. Uh, I mean, there wasn't more suspense because you're not going to beat the suspense, right? And I only think I think the reason I didn't like the first one as much as most people's I didn't see the first one in the theater. I saw the first one on television, which is a lot different. Because I guess if I was in a theater and everybody was super quiet, and you know that would build the suspense more. And I most people who saw it in the theater tend to like the original one better this one it didn't really matter i did see this one in the theater but i think you could have watched this one at home because it, it's 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 kind of straightforward uh but i i thought some of the choices they made i i i would have preferred him to be like the creepo because it would have made for an more interesting story although hindsight to that is also that it kind of everybody had that in mind already so it kind of was nice to get a twist in there and not quite as bad as an m night Shyamalan twist Right, and the end of the movie's twist is is great. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, <laughs> I I really enjoy the end of this movie, which I guess uh, makes sense because I like things that are mean spirited and bad. <laughs> I mean that is why at the end of the day when I, that's why when people ask me why I love Friday the Thirteenth Part, Part five, five, I'm like it's the most mean spirited movie in the group. Yes, it find is. another horror. Well, find that another, it's got Ethel. Well, yes, <laughs> but think about it, that movie. There is no redeeming quality. It is just mean spirited. Like they unapologetically, and I love every minute of it. And you know what other movies pretty mean spirited tech and it's not as there's and it has nothing to do with body count. Believe it or not, Halloween three, season of the witch. Yeah. Very, very mean spirited. It is. 
And I love every minute of that movie too, damn it. Fight anybody on that. We had this in our chat the other day. I'll fight anybody on those are hills I will die on. Uh, with Quiet Place, you'll be surprised though because you'll be surprised at my score when I get there. But before I get to the score, let's think about what other people are giving it. Uh, Metacritic, which is critics only, 71%. IMDb out of 10, it was 7.3. Rotten Tomatoes combined score, 91%. Uh, 92% of Google users like this movie hmm. as well. Uh, you can watch it on Paramount Plus with a subscription. And uh, I do want to throw out there, before we go any further, I did find the, the number for the for this. It was $160 million domestically. Oh, okay. That was actually close to my so, number then with the domestic total. Yeah, there you go. So $160 million domestically. <laughs> but it doubled it overseas. It doubled it overseas. Uh, they had a good showing. I do believe this movie was one of the movies that was showed in China and did very well they in China. They have to have been to have made $300 million. Yeah. And, I, and it did very well. But they like the kaiju and, and let's be right. honest and it's a creature the creature feature. the creatures yeah. in this kind of are small kaijus yeah small they're not because they're not too big but they're still terrifying looking at least right all right so i love the design of those, listen, those creatures with everything i said it's going to sound like a major detraction it's going to shock everybody i actually gave this movie a seven and a half out of ten because i did think it was shot very well and i did think it was like they're they're the things were there personally like if i'm critiquing a movie and how i feel like it's not the movie technically for me that's why I don't want to go higher. But with that being said, it, it, the cinematography is good. The story is good. Uh, it was the, in focus. At the end, no, I'm not. This is not a movie where I have to find salvaging things, by the way. I like the twist ending because I thought we were going to get another quote unquote what I call a happy ending. Where right. It's like, OK, everybody lives the fight or we have them survivor like, ah, gotcha, bitch. Yeah. Uh, you know, because like you said, we get to this island and it's like, hey, it's all happy. Oh, son of a bitch. So good. So I, I'm just saying, I just like, I just love the Killjoy ending. <laughs> I think that gives a, the most of the points. Um, it, it didn't get really too bogged down, in my opinion. It did kind of move around at a, at a good pace, so I'll give him that. But like I said, this is a very, it was a very good, almost two, pretty much two hour version of a Walking Dead episode. Way better than any Walking Dead episode would ever be. So that's, that's how I'm going to leave it. But a seven and a half, I think, is a good score. Maestro? Um, I'm gonna give it a nine and a half. Oh, he's going all the way up. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have little complaint. I think the only reason I wouldn't give this quite a ten is is only because, you know, I've seen things I've enjoyed more. But um, it's, I, I mean, I love the characters. I, I loved every second of it. I just, I really just genuinely enjoyed everything that was going on here. You know, um, I really like the story of the first one. I like. You know, it, this is a great way to continue it. And um, I like it wasn't fucking zombies, for Christ's sake. Exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> enough is enough with those zombies. Not and according it, to AMC. They say they haven't even hit their stride yet. Yeah, they haven't even gotten anywhere close to it. Mm, yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, so I, I think you guys are going to be a little bit surprised by my score, actually, too. Uh, I was a little surprised by Rich's score. A little surprised that yours was as high as it was. Uh, I like this movie enough that I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10 myself. I thought it was that good. I think the first one was a good 8 to an 8.5 out of 10. I think this was a solid 9 out of 10. This was one of the better, and I'm going to call it a horror movie because it was a, it was a creature feature, um, one of the better horror movies I've seen in a very, very long time. I mean, we were, we were an Arnold Schwarzenegger away from this being Predator. Only if he had mud all over himself. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, and if he told you to movie, get to the chopper. By the way, this movie would have ended a lot better if we had Arnold Schwarzenegger from Predator. Yeah. Because it would have been over quick. They would have not seen anything coming. That's true. They would have heard the sound of my gun, but they'd have been dead. Yeah. Can we also say that we were a Danny Glover away from this being Predator 2? 
Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Just, Only if there was a Gary Busey away from being Predator 2. And you know he would have said, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I, I just want to throw it out there. I mean, like I said, I can see bright spots and the, like it is just, you know, not everything is for everybody. I just don't. I also don't like haunted house movies, as we all know. I just, yeah. it's not your thing. Although there's a few of them that I rate very generously because they're they're good. But you have to go above and beyond, like Cruel Jaws, because <laughs> that's available oh, on Voodoo for free right oh, now if you want to oh, watch yeah, it. Baby. AKA Jaws Five. Yeah. Hey, Jaws Five. Is I found good. it today. It's available for free on Voodoo. We don't we don't use that title. They'll 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 sue you. Yeah, Cruel the, Jaws. Jaws Jaws the Revenge. Jaws the Revenge. Yes, I think I think we've talked about Jaws the Revenge, the greatest yeah. movie of all time. My, it really is. And my take on it that without the shark, it would be actually just a great romantic movie about a <laughs> woman just finding love late in her life, finding love after her. I think she's I, been a widow for I, many I, years. I, lo- I love like all the all the. Uh, all the drama in Jaws for if it just it's every time that fucking rubber shark comes. I like when on, she dances around in the water. Oh, yeah. when it roars. Yeah, exactly. You know when it roars, the shark roars. The shark does roar, What's, and you also get you also get uh, of course Michael Caine as Hoagie. Yeah, but I, I love how the makers of Jaws four have never seen a shark ever <laughs> in their lives. So I got to ask you, what is more egregious, the fact that the shark roars? Or the fact that it has like a bio sonar to find these people, bio sonar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or or psychic lock. Either way, it's got a psychic lock uh, on, on uh, Mrs. Brody. Follows uh, her straight on down the entire East Coast. It's like I'm right to the all Bahamas. Your family, bitch. It goes from Martha's Vineyard to the Bahamas. That's this is, she's on an airplane, not a boat. She flies there. He meets him there. This yes. is for the three sharks your family's killed. Damn it! <laughs> listen, listen. Maybe maybe Bruce Four was on vacation. Okay, <laughs> you know, it's, but you must go it. down. Nice weather. You know what the hell? So what is this? This is the revenge for my cousin's brother's daddy. Because if you think about it, this is this is the fourth shark, right? So they've killed three sharks, and this thing is mad that they've killed three sharks. So it's, it's either the youngest son, or or it's a cousin. By this point, juncture is getting revenge. Isn't it supposed to be like the mother of well, the original shark? Might be. Who knows? Who knows? Who <laughs> knows? But that, that's matter? the best part. This, did you ever think about it? The fact that the subtitle "The Revenge" is referring to the shark. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what the. F- Fuck! The, the, the shark is going to just come down and take its revenge. Very out. vengeful. Technically, Very vengeful. Technically, it's not even really a subtitle because technically, it's 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 Jaws dot dot the revenge. So it's not even Jaws four. Right. <laughs> it's, right. I mean, we know it's Jaws four, but the, the movie the movie technically is just Jaws the revenge because uh, they were like, fuck yeah, this time the shark's back for blood. <laughs> That's how the trailer should have gone. Reminds me in of a girlfriend of mine from high school. In a world ruined my senior year. In a world where the sharks get hunted, there is one shark who's taking his revenge. Jaws There's the one revenge. Shark that is the hunter. He's coming for you. It's the Jaws equivalent of falling down. Simple. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how we've exactly. gone from Quiet Place Two to Jaws the Revenge, but I like every minute of it. <laughs> well, we forgot one other thing that we we're supposed to be discussing this week too, and that was a little poll that we put up on Twitter. Oh, did it, did we did the poll get done? I, I it's even, done. I, I didn't even look at the. We poll. We only got six votes, so it wasn't very successful. But we, I didn't really plug it out there too much. It's okay. We did do a poll, and there was a little conversation that we had, and it was dealing with the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, in particular Nightmare Two, <laughs> Freddy's Revenge, <laughs> another revenge. It's always the revenge movies, damn it! It's always it's always the revenge movies. So it's got a little. It was it was a friendly but he, a heated conversation that we had because our good friend Ron had a had a date had a had a lovely young lady at his home, and uh, they were going to watch a movie. 
I think they watched the original one, or they were watching the original one, and he put in our little chat something along the lines about, should I show her part two? And I said, absolutely not. I think we missed. I think we missed that out. It wasn't should I show her part two. It was should I show her my part two? That could be. Maybe that's what he was talking about. Maybe I completely missed the the buck on that one. And then you just started ranting and ranting and raving about <laughs> Freddy's revenge. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, with that being said, so it did come down to the question being: When watching the Nightmare on Elm Street series, is it okay to skip Nightmare Two: Freddy's Revenge? And and yes, the low votes, but. 67% of people said, no, it is not okay to skip it. Right. And I agree with that, because that was my sentiment in the, in the in the thing. Like, no, you don't skip that movie. It, it really is like the Halloween 3 and the uh, Friday the 13th Part 5 of the series, because it is different. I mean, it's still Freddy, but it's just so different. It's more of a possession movie than a, than a dream demon movie. There's no dreaming at all, like, really, in this one. You, got, you get epic scenes in this movie, okay? Yes. You get the towel scene. The towel, he, yeah, it whips his coach to death, or the gym teacher to death. Like, which is really Whips his weird. Hiney to death. Like, the, it does leave. There's my biggest problem with this movie isn't isn't like what most people's problems with it. It is kind of the plot holes, because i.e. he appears to him as Freddy at that point in juncture. The coach sees him as Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, but at this point in juncture, he has not cut him open and crawled out. <laughs> right. So it's weird to me that uh, before that, nobody else sees Freddy except the damn coach. And the coach, how did he die from getting whipped to death like that? I mean, oh, he was into that sort of thing. He sliced him up after. We just that's off. It was off screen, right? But he was into that sort of thing. Well, didn't isn't Freddy out because Freddy was taken out of the dream world at the end of one? Isn't that why people can see him? Uh, yeah, but he was possessing him. There was no. power. You don't get to see. You don't get to see him though. Like technically, this I never the reveal of him. One in one to, the reveal you know, of him in the real world is the pool party. After he like cuts his way out of right of of and how uh, was Jesse, Jesse okay after he did that? He was just perfectly fine, not a scratch on him. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. he kills. Then he kills his friend. Remember, he stabs him through the door, and the blood's coming out. The parents are on the other side, freaking yeah. out. Grady, and, yeah. and then he goes to the. By the way, that is this is the movie where there's no glove. He's got the Vienna sausage fingers with knives sticking out of him. <laughs> uh, and then we get the great You're All My Children Now oh, in the backyard. Come on. That is so iconic. That is an iconic. And part. we have one of the worst deaths in Freddy horror movie history. The kid that just falls into the pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A poor guy. I didn't see it coming. There's other people in the pool that are alive, even though it's bubbling. They're still alive. It's like a hot tub Like at that point because there's, there's people that are alive and getting out. But the dude falls in, and he's dead. That yeah, did. that was it. He's the only one that dies he was in the a, pool. He was not a strong swimmer, probably, is what the problem was, he, more than anything. Wasn't a very good swimmer. And then love conquered all. <laughs> Think about it. Love So you're saying that this all. was related to Mrs. Voorhees somehow. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you picked up on my Mrs. <laughs> Voorhees impression. I want to point out that this is the only Nightmare on Elm Street where love wins the day. It, yeah? Which is ironic, but... <laughs> I, I, <laughs> just saying. But... I, I love this movie, but and you know this because I've uh, the first time I was on this show, I, I think I ranted about this movie. But um, you want to talk about mean spirited sequels? Yeah, I mean it's, this yeah, one. It is. This one is why nasty. is it that the redheaded stepchild of these three big movie franchises is always the most mean spirited? I want to point bunch. out in our discussion, I pointed out the fact that this is the most evil compared with the original. Like every other one has gone way away. We got fucking uh, quote Freddy, you know, one liners. 
and he becomes funny at, at three on. So then, like, this is, like, the only time he's like the original Freddy when he's supposed to be scary and, and, and presumably menacing. Although, I would say he's more menacing in this movie because they shoot from the right angle in this movie. Because remember, there's the scene in the, the, the opening scene of uh, uh, in Freddy. Well, it's not the opening scene, but the opening kill when he kills Amanda Wiss's character. Uh, he When they take the one shot of him, you realize how short Robert Englund is. Because <laughs> yeah. remember, he's running down the thing and he looks like a fucking midget. Like, <laughs> like it's a true story. If I go back and watch that scene when he's running down the alley and he's like, got, he's got his arms flailing. He looks like a wee little person. It's like Darby Gill and the little people. <laughs> God. In this movie, just like Darby Gill. This and this movie. By the way, this 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 movie, <laughs> and two, they shoot him from like the upshot direction. So therefore, he looks a lot bigger. Yeah, they learned point. their lesson, and, and once again, they never shot Freddy from a a, a horrible vantage after one. Right. If you look at that, and I just want to point out too that I wasn't just like dumping on this movie. I I did say you know it has its own you know redeeming qualities. You got the greatest dance scene ever with the little popper thing. You know that was that was. Something. No. That, that was not, amazing. That's not the I'm sorry. Ever. I'm sorry. That is not the greatest dance scene ever. Well, Crispin Glover. That, uh, yeah, yes. Has, Crispin Glover. But it's one of them. It's, it's one of the greatest. Friday the 13th Four. There's nothing. One of the greatest dance that. scenes ever. Don't forget Violet in part five, too, with See, her little Vi- robot. Listen, dance. Violet's number two. This has got to be number three at the. At the Absolutely. The Especially because he's got the little thing. It's just pop, you know, right at the end of it. And the dance that he does on his bed. I mean, that. I think he had a pair of sunglasses on, like weird little glasses on. It was it was it was a very very somebody, wonderful moment. Somebody watched Risky Business. That's all. That's yeah, <laughs> but it also, it, you know, my opinion is the fifth movie is the worst in the whole series. I agree. You know, that's that that's just my opinion. I'm glad you agree with it, but I think this is better than than part five. I mean, we're we're really giving Freddy's Dead that much of a break. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's a great. Freddy's com- Dead was almost intentional. Are you kidding me? Freddy's that, Dead is a great comedy. It is. It's it not, is. It's not. It's, it's definitely not it's, a horror. It's a movie. live action Looney Tunes starring Freddy. That's true. Yeah, it mean, really is. I mean, I enjoy it. We did a watch along to this me and my, me and the professor yeah. it was very good but that's why because i find it so funny i think it's a comedy but you're right as far as a movie that's supposed to be five is fucking atrocious right five is atrocious five is pretty bad right they ran out of budget <laughs> God. the stories that come out of five and they're running out of budgets but whatever it is what it is right uh, I, I, once again, yes, you have to watch Nightmare 2. And if you haven't seen it in a while, go back and watch it. It's not that bad, believe it or not. I mean, I'm not saying it's better than uh, Dream Warriors. I am. Yeah, I mean, I know you are. Yeah, I, I don't I'm understand you on that one. You're the Dream only Warriors. one on the face of this earth that, that <laughs> It's not even better that. than the original. It's better than the, the, the crap fest that goes on shortly thereafter, though. Yeah. Four is... Okay, it's, it's four it's got has got so okay like moments, four. but four's, like four. four's okay. My biggest problem with, with four is six. that they replaced Patricia Arquette with Tuesday Night, you know, and made that character completely different. I love I, how they do it. I, they do it without even a nod to it. They yeah. could have been like, "Oh, we had to enter into witness protection. She had to get surgery." Right, that's nothing. what they should have said. You just get this like totally <laughs> airheaded, bubbly, awful character. You know, you know, you know to that point. <laughs> Listen, we're dealing with like a dream demon. Like, couldn't she have like stepped into a dream and come out as Tuesday night? You know what I mean? Like, like uh-huh. they could have done. Yeah, like, like uh-huh. even better. He's like, which they kind of do with the comic book scene. So, so, so you know what he does, and that's when and, and she, when she comes out of the dream and she notices she looks different. You just hear Freddy's voice, "Ha, bitch, got you." And then that's it. That's the move <laughs> right. on with the day. And everybody's like, "Oh man, they they, they changed her." Son of a bitch, Freddy. Freddy's evil, <laughs> <laughs> and a really good plastic surgeon. But anyways, I, I digress. Uh, the, the series, though, is kind of a, a bad series, let's be honest. I mean, I, lo- I have a place in my heart for, for Nightmare on Elm Street, but overall, the series itself... Of the three major 
it's, slasher series. I mean, I would agree. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth and Halloween are both way better. I agree. Oh yeah, yeah. Freddy seems to be the most iconic of the three for whatever ah, reason. But you know why? Because he's got personality. He's, he's got, got the personality, right? I but a lot of people argue that. that's the best. I just, I, in terms of the series, I, I think that that is the worst of the three. I mean, I mean the, the cliche of the, the killer and the, ho- like and the them, hockey but. mask. You know what I mean? Like a non horror fan would know the cliche. Yeah, of but the, everybody of that. knows who Freddy is too. I wouldn't. I, so I wouldn't say that everyone. I, I do believe so. Maybe not now. Maybe 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 not now. Maybe not. But back in the back in the prime they do. Are you kidding me? You know how much money they made on those drawstring yeah, dolls? Yeah, well, well, yeah, in the 80s, sure. But you ask yeah, anybody who, who doesn't watch a horror film, describe a horror film, they're going to more likely describe something like Jason Voorhees more so than describe Oh, yeah, Friday yes, I agree with I, you that, nowadays. That's all I'm saying. Personally, I'm saying, I think that Friday the 13th is the most iconic of the three. Uh, may not be not the wrong. best, but I think that that's the most iconic. I mean, you're not wrong. People yeah, as right. a whole, I think, like Friday the 13th more than any of them. Sure. Once again, you're not wrong, but once it, 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 there's there's reasons why they're all so the best series, albeit there's some stinkers. Obviously, is Halloween because it had the better movies. the The best killer is Jason, and that's why those movies go on because there's good movies in the series. Don't get me wrong, because all of them have stinkers and all of them have some wins. But you, you think about it, what's Jason synonymous with? Cool kills. And yeah. then, and then Freddy's just the personality machine. That's Freddy's why like all three geniality. Because think yeah. about it, the movies the movies are eh. They're not the greatest, but at the same time, Freddy's got the one-liners. He became the icon. He had his own TV show. He had his own 900 number. He had his own drawstring doll that told said lines from Freddy. Like, yeah. think about it. They were selling those to children. Mike, this is a, something that's supposed to care, scare kids, and kids were buying. <laughs> scared had action, me, I'll tell you had action that. figures? Come on. When he used yeah. to come on with those 900 commercials in the, on Saturday mornings, oh, my God. I'd freak out and run. I was terrified of him. Exactly. That's my point, though. But they had, remember, they had the little doll that you pull the string yeah. and shit? They had the lunch pails. Like he was kind of like you know he's kind of like 80s. yogurt from Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah, he really is <laughs> yogurt. There you go. <laughs> and that's I can't do a better line than that. So that is where we're going to leave you. Uh, but before we go, <laughs> just reminding you, if you would like to uh, send your hate towards me because I did not enjoy Quiet Place too as much as everybody else seems to, or if if you hate the fact that I also like Nightmare on Elm Street two and and Friday the Thirteenth five and Halloween three, go ahead send the hate uh, Horror Zone six hundred seven on Facebook. Uh, at Horizon 607 on Twitter and Instagram hashtag HZ607 we also take love too if you want to send love either way yeah. uh, and uh, just like Freddy got conquered in, in part uh, 2 by love you can conquer the hate by, with love there's my positive message today and of course A122Productions.com has all of the other links uh, all of them are also in the description to this show so there you go I wish somebody would love me enough right now to conquer oh Never mind. That's a whole different show. We're going to save that for Love is Scary, so don't forget that. That's going to be coming up pretty soon. We're going to be recording that very soon, so you'll want to listen to that. That's where I get all the love right there. But that's it for the show for this week. I want to thank the maestro for being here, taking you away from all the hard work you're doing on Friday the 13th, Resurrection, Michael Takes Manhattan. You know, it's, just, it's, it's really nice of you to show up and to He's be He's doing here. the Lord's work. He really is. It, it was hard to pencil you guys in, but, you know, I, I'm glad I was here. Well, you know, and we also want to thank the professor for not being here again this week. That's right. You didn't think we were going to go through a show without that happening. Although I feel like when you said we also want to thank the professor for not being here, we really should have. <laughs> also a valid point. That's our live studio audience once again here. So thank you all for being here, too. We appreciate it. You guys were a great audience. But, uh, Rich, thank you for all that you do. Uh, before we say our goodbyes here, I just want to let you know that taking us out this week is going to be Damn the Kid. 
their first single. You heard it on the show a couple weeks ago. We're going to play it again as we take you home here this week. Uh, I did get a chance to see you guys play over the weekend. I really liked it. I really can't wait to see more. Heard, heard a whole lot more than this one song. Heard so many of your new songs. They were excellent. So if you guys are in the Binghamton area or not, if you just want to travel to beautiful Binghamton, New York, and you want to see Damn the Kid, where can they find you? Uh, well, right now you can find us online. We're we're uh, prepping another single here coming out in what, three weeks, I, I believe, at this point. I think that's about it. So we've got another single dropping. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's our next move. So. All right. Look out for that. Check. check Are you us guys out playing on, anywhere anytime soon? Um, right now, n- not yet. Okay. Uh, we're we're doing recording, so we're going back in the studio in two weeks. Okay. Uh, and uh, and we're uh, we're gonna hopefully have an EP for everyone here soon. So. All right. Well, when you are going to be booking a show, let us know so we can announce it on the air here. Definitely will. Some people out there. Definitely so will. so uh, taking us home this week is going to be Damn the Kid with their single "Give Up the Mountain." Until next week, I am Mike C. Spooky Mike C. Saying, see ya. It's all coming from 90 miles away. No, it will catch us, run us over someday. Sat there and let it, watched it play out. Sat there and let it, watched it. Play. I know I told you, I told you so Cause he looked real cute in his polo shirt No, I told you, I told you so Either way the wheel spins, someone's getting hurt That's just the way it goes Take on your roads and participate That's just the way it goes Give up the mountain for your love and hate Cause you love to buy as much as you are